Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Now with one less oh, imp yeah. in the city. <laughs> I'm not a... sure it would have gone that way if Lucia had gotten yeah, her way. For real. <laughs> I, th I thought it was fun to kind of play up the like temptation aspect of it because I was like, there's no way we're not going to get in trouble using this imp. But it was like one of those things. Like, I could see Lucia being like, maybe. I wish I had thought to say it at the time, but afterwards when Rachel and I were talking, I was like, well, to be fair, Lucia was just playing a literal devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man, I didn't think that would have been a killer joke, man. Yep, it, it might make it into either the name or the show description for that episode, because I like it. Yeah, no, that you should good. keep that. That's good. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> so, yeah, we are back once again with the continued exploits of the Silver Ravens. So when last we had left the group, the party had found the, quote, true saboteur mm -hmm. responsible for the collapse of uh, part of the wall on one of your party members, the attempted uh, calling of the Datari, all the rest of the stuff, all for Lucia's greater good, as you learned that it was an imp of uh, Blosudriet. Can we, can, we, can we put air quotes around greater good? Because... Was it though? The greater good. Well, she thought it was. She thought was the greater good. Yeah. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, because apparently we're just we're just bad influences. I know, I know. It's like I, mm. I had that, that that moment where I was like, "Did my mother send you?" Because that sounds like that's straight out of my mother's mouth. I do want to read a brief description here because uh, I, I should have used this in the episode too, and I regret this now. Blasodriet is described as a pocket-sized picture of condescending glee. Yep. <laughs> This little devil's face shifts constantly between the mean of an unimpressed professional and that of a joyous but sadistic child. Oh, man. We would oh have been great friends. Yeah. Yeah, you sure. guys could have been friends. great friends. And could you have imagined her influence on, say, Vindelfeck? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's true. There would have been some chaos from that. Her influence on Lucia. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Trying to tempt me to evil. But yeah, the party had battled against the uh, if we got to explore the uh, conditions as far as the mm -hmm. various conditions for uh, observation and levels of hiding observation and all yeah. that. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we got to learn all about those mechanics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and in the process, uh, you had fought. I say fought. At no point did she actually use an offensive attack against any one of the party well, or become visible. that was the visible. thing that I found was weird. I was like, either they were, either she's doing she that tactically to, to stay invisible or... She's actually literally trying not to hurt us, so. And we didn't know at the time she couldn't have gotten very far. Yeah. No, if I'd literally true. just been like, stop and talk to us or whatever, she'd have been like, okay. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. So we'll we'll get to we'll get a chance to talk a little bit more about that, but yeah. However, you had uh, spoke with the imp, who had explained her situation that she had a uh, her master had been killed by the quote unquote nefarious Jackdaw. Mm-hmm of the original Silver Ravens, at which point she had been captured and uh, unbeknownst to even Jackdaw, who had taken her contract whenever she unceremoniously dumped the Imp's master in the river before being taken down to the Silver Ravens' lair and then wallowing there for 75 years until all of you had found her contract unbeknownst to you as well and brought it and back. Since it was the, the one effects. that made that pit down there that had those lemurs in it. Yep, she yep. made the pit. She was responsible for some of the haunting stuff. She controlled mm -hmm. some of the rats and was the mm -hmm. reason why there was, like, rat issues there. Yeah, all the rest of that good stuff. Causing all kinds of chaos. But in much the same situation as with the wasp nest, she could not go up to the upper level. And so it was mm -hmm. just, like, creepy sounds coming out from near the building, and she could listen at sewer grates. Yeah. Which I guess when you've got nothing else to do, that's the, you know, entrapped devil equivalent of listening to the radio. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ooh, my favorite show's on. They're arguing again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to my stories. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was really sad when that old couple got marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to drive a wedge between them, but... Mm. It's really hard from the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> I took it as a personal challenge. Why am I imagining the imp now being that uh, that it meme? Where it's yeah. like the, you know, the clown yeah. in the sewer grate. <laughs> I got hand sanitizer down here. <laughs> Hey, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you had then, after a long debate, decided to destroy the contract and banish the imp back to hell. Mm-hmm. Where Probably she belongs. for the best. I believe it's for the best, for sure. <laughs> We're definitely not freeing her to let her run around and just talk to whoever she wants. Yeah. I suppose to start things back up, though, uh, I imagine all of you are going to rest. Yeah, Chesery has work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that out of the way, I suppose I better go to bed. Good night, everyone. I have classes in the morning. Well, in the afternoon, in the morning after I rest. See you later. Um, rest up. Yeah. Try not to dream too much of imps fluttering about in the corners. And here I thought my hmm. fear of spiders was as bad as it gets. Oh, no. Things can get spiders much worse out there. So, yeah, I suppose then uh, all of you gathered around down here in the wasp nest, you rest up for the evening. Reassuring your fellow Silver Ravens, Rexus, Morgar, Laria. Mm-hmm. And especially the the uh, Fushi sisters. Yeah. Uh, Corva has a conversation with Maggie trying to explain the whole situation of which she seems to feel pretty terrible about. Mm. Although, honestly, since she was charmed under the effects of a charm, while it's yeah. not the same as suggested, everything sounds reasonable. Yep. It's like at uh, the time, it seems like a good There's a good little heart to heart over there. Yeah. yeah. You know, all the Fushi sisters sitting around on a bed together talking, yeah. consoling Maggie. Maggie particularly upset that she was kind of working with the person responsible for crushing her sister's leg. God, yeah, that's gotta suck. Yep. The rest of the day passes, or the rest of the evening passes. I suppose all of you wake up and then uh, go back to your daily grind. Yep. That's what to say. At this point, we actually don't have any other pending missions, I don't think. No, no? nothing else has come up. Back to the grind! <laughs> Rise and grind! We should have that other group in the process of being formed. Yeah. Well, yeah, isn't it the uh, the mercenaries that we... No, Cesare, remember we were oh, recruiting there's the other, Oh, yeah, the other group, yeah. Uh, did you guys decide on a name for that other team that you're recruiting, your new no, rabble No, I rousers? can't think of anything. I say we call them the Cat's Paw. Are they all going to be cat-themed, Raven? Really? Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or the Corvid-themed. I think the Corvid-themed might be a bit too on the nose. Plus, again, already Do kind of they taken. need themes. No, they don't. What's the mascot of the Alabaster Academy? Do they have one? I th- we don't have one, do we? <laughs> we're the, we're the sure Alabaster Albatrosses. glaring? <laughs> Something glaring because that's like a group of cats. Mm. Raven glaring? <laughs> I don't know. The glaring ravens? Oh my god, y'all, you're killing me. <laughs> cat's mm. paw. Yeah, let's just go with Usually has a negative paw. connotation, but still. Yeah, cat's paw's fine. They can help Raven steal dolls' clothes. Yay! There's a really corny episode of the original series of Star Trek. (laughs) That's true. Oh, God. Yeah, that was was the one where they ran into a planet full of witches that Uh captured them, and then there was a giant black cat that was like wandering around hallways. (laughs) Which they just superimposed a regular cat, yeah. Yeah, they just superimposed a regular-sized cat. (laughs) (laughs) I think technically there was a lady that Kirk fell in love with, but she was also Mm -hmm. a cat. Yeah, it was. That, that was a little weird. <laughs> it, yeah, the cat's paw is fine. 
All right, cat's paw it is. We can send out the cat's paw to stir up some trouble every once in a while. That seems appropriate. That seems <laughs> very cat-like. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> they just go and start knocking things off the I like shelves. how instead of Rick making recommendations, it's Raven. Raven's like, no, no, call them this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Raven is Rick's voice in the group. It's true. It's true. true. Actually, Rick's got a lot of voices in the group because he's got Rexus and Morgar oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, this is mostly my voice in the group just going... Hey, Nicolo, do more cool things. <laughs> I'll, I'm trying. <laughs> the more cool things we do, the more chances for hero points. Makes sense. <laughs> yes. So I suppose let's go ahead and uh, get things going because we're going to go through a uh, close to another week here. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. So we're going to get down to another week of downtime as, uh, as time continues to slowly tick on by. So the first thing is Adria Cesare. Nicolo, Vittoria, all of you going about your usual weekly work? Yep. All right. Anybody doing anything extra or just the usual? No, I'm still retraining. Just so the no. usual. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get a craft check from Adria, an Elven lore check from Cesare, a guild lore from Nicolo, and a Cantargo lore from Vittoria. Adria rolls a 14 for a 19 on her glassmaking. All right. So, Adria, you said about your usual week. Switch it up with a little bit of Sirenscape. Sirenscape, a pleasant autumn day. Woo! At the very least, that's what this sound set is called. <laughs> with a 19 for Adria, you settle into work this week. It is a pleasant autumn week. Probably after the last couple of weeks of having some difficulty with the business, this has been kind of slow. You've been having some issues. You're really kind of buckling down. Mm-hmm. Set up a little... Uh, table out front with some of your fun decorations towards getting towards the end of the year like up oh, well you know yeah autumn decorations yeah. good luck you things. uh you do some blow glass like a uh, little glass various gourds and stuff and you actually do succeed uh meaning that you earn two silver pieces a day one gold piece over the course of your week oh nice excellent which i believe covers the cost of your one gold piece cost of living so uh you break it sure even. does elsewhere Cesare. Uh, exhausted I, showing up to class the following day yeah like <laughs> what is happening everyone's like did, did you sleep in that and he just throws like a robe over on top of his clothes from the day before <laughs> don't mind all the the salt encrusted on my boots and you know Chesare would have had time to change <laughs> he wouldn't have come to class like that he would have prestidigitized himself at the very least at the very least still got some uh, gravel and tangle foot bags stuck to the bottom of his shoes yeah if the first <laughs> class on moon day is elven history he can sleepwalk through that. Um, I roll a 12 <laughs> for 20 on my check for the week. <laughs> 12 for 20, that is a success. You spend your week teaching classes, Elven studies. Uh, with your success, you earn three gold pieces, or three gold pieces, three silver pieces a day for 1.5 gold pieces total. I was about to say, oh my god. <laughs> Making bank. Mm -hmm. Lucia continues her training with Morgar, prepping herself yep. for that class change. Yay. Much to the chagrin, I think, of some of our audience members, because I know a couple of people jumped in. It's like, I oh, know. someone's playing a, source, or a swashbuckler. I'm so excited. I'm sorry, everyone. My <laughs> dice like isn't good enough to play a swashbuckler <laughs> effectively. All right, Nicolo. I know it's been a rough going this far, so what do we get? Oh, I'm going to try the dice in Foundry. Let's see if they work any better. All right. Going to try the... Oh, Yay, my God, they did. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at their I rolled a 15 dice. for a 20. <laughs> So, uh, having basically shut down temporarily one of the primary uh, businesses for the Saltmakers Guild, you <laughs> <laughs> then subsequently 
<laughs> Not send anyone to work with the Saltmakers Guild. In fact, you actually find some good temp work for you, uh, for local tiefling laborers with the Fisherman's Guild. <laughs> Earning two silver pieces a day for a total of one gold piece. For oh your my god. Work. I think 90% th of that goes into your pocket or something. Cause, uh, uh, 60%, but yes. 60%, yeah. Yeah. Because you are barely I'm at subsistence living, <laughs> so. Yeah. We actually had somebody ask us about uh, what is the difference between, because there isn't really a mechanical difference between subsistence and comfortable, mm. as far as the book directly is concerned. In answer to that question, I am basically going with the cost of living from Pathfinder 1, which means that if you are comfortable living, then it assumes that you are able to have in your house anything that is of a low enough value that would make sense for you to have in your house. So for instance, like I think a, a ladder is a couple of copper pieces. So Adria actually probably owns a ladder. She has it back in her shed, behind her house or something like that, some gardening tools, et cetera, et cetera. If you're on subsistence, you literally only own what is on your character sheet. Mm -hmm. But the subsistence covers the cost of feeding yourself and keeping a roof over your head and all the rest of that stuff. But you don't actually have anything in addition. But it basically means that Cesare and Adria have changes of clothes, for instance, that aren't on the character sheets. Yep. So, because common clothing is cheap enough, so it's assumed that both of them have a couple different outfits and outfits for Raven, etc. No, we, we've established she steals hers. She steals all <laughs> hers, but fair. <laughs> or it just adds the notes, uh, adds clothing requests onto the notes to Hedeman, and he just makes them for her because she's adorable. <laughs> at some t at some point, he's gonna want a kitty fashion show. I'm just saying. Mm. But yeah, so in Adria and Cesare's case, they have more or less as many changes of, uh, I can't remember what the common clothing is called. Ordinary. Ordinary clothing. But of course, if they want to don their traveler's clothing, with, they probably only both have one good pair of boots and all the rest of that and would need to go out and buy that because that's kind of a, not an extravagance, but an additional. I also have winter clothing. Winter clothing. There you go. All right. So from uh, Nicolo, who actually had a pretty good week, Woo, we go to once. Vittoria. Oh. Oh. Vittoria had a very good week. Wow. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Well, 19 for a 27. Dang. That is a critical success. Very and nice. you had an exceptional week working at Pietro's, uh, actually managing to basically work almost as a tour guide for some of the people when they show up. And you're like, oh, you've got to check out this site and this site and this site and this site. So, yeah, you have some, a dwarven party comes in from Kragadan. They show up. You basically bustle, work their table the entirety of the day. They like all of their coffee Irish. The <laughs> give them some, give them some Baileys to put in there. Yeah, give them some Baileys. You know. It's not that they're from Nemrathis, It's just that's how dwarves do coffee. <laughs> uh, however, they are apparently the uh, the generous dwarven tippers, despite having greedy as a racial. Actually, no, they no longer have greedy as a racial bonus. Not required. Uh, and instead, you earn three silver pieces, so a total of one point five gold pieces. You earn as much in tips as Cesare did <laughs> during his week. Wow. A very generous party, which is good because yeah. I think Vittoria has also been bleeding money for a bit. Uh, not really, because I didn't finish spending a lot of my money from before, but I did have to give seven gold to Lucia. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to let you forget I'm going to get you that. back after we sell this. <laughs> I think I've edited the other times that you've reminded, but I think you've reminded Jordan every other episode. <laughs> Jordan's always like, oh, yeah. I, it is always every the, time. if we ever get any treasure up in here. Lucia's like, fine, fine, I'll cash app you, it's fine. <laughs> I, I have to have money in the like, bank to cash app. 
I as a player am bugging you, but Vittoria probably doesn't say anything to Lucia because she's like, Lucia don't got nothing. She's not going to be able to pay me back. Poor little brokerage girl. Oh. Yep. After you guys sell your loot and everything else, there's just going to be like, Vittoria's going to wake up, look over. There's just a little raven tapping on the window as you know, Lucia's raven's there holding a bag of gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Take the money. <laughs> uh, you all buy and sell some gear. I imagine a lot of that's probably Adrian and Nicolo, since they have the most connections with the guilds and all the rest of that stuff. Mm. Rex mm. is still down below working. Over the course of the week, Chesre, you continue to both uh, work on recruiting some new members for this new group, as well as uh, checking in with Adria, pretty much everyone else, to see whether or not, hey, is there anybody that you run into? Any regulars at the coffee shop? Anyone that Nicolo knows from the... Cloven Hoof Society, etc., etc., trying to gather people together. Lucia, you spend the week retraining, still working with Morgar, training. You, know, you now have the crows to work with, which includes Forbian, uh, who's mostly roguish, so isn't much of a help. And uh, it's some new people to fight against, though. So, like, I'm working on yeah. my, you know, my defensive technique and stuff. Yeah. There are also uh, two other new additions to the uh, the Ravens that you could train with. Jumping into, uh, of course, thanking our Patreon backers here because we do oh. uh, we do have some new NPCs from our oh, Patreon. Oh, sweet! Backers. Fun times. Awesome! Neat. Thank you. So this would include a uh, member of the Mountain Crows would be uh, Pierre Gerald Pepperbell Coltrane. Who? Coltrane. known known by his friends as PJP. <laughs> PJP. <laughs> yep. Oh man, he's a fine, upstanding man from down in Atkinsville. Up here to help out with some of this rebellion thing you have going on. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds I love that good. our first character is like a cowboy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm primarily trained with the use of the uh, the pepper box and my my rifle here. Spent most he's of the time gunslinger. down in the south working, but uh, mechanically speaking, I am a fighter. So. <laughs> I was going to say, mechanically speaking, my, my class doesn't exist yet until the next book release. <laughs> I mostly use my long rifle here for long range bushwhacking. Hmm. <laughs> Bushwhacking? Bushwhacking. Uh, what's I'll tell you about bushwhacking, son. What's a bushwhacking? Uh, <laughs> dictionary definition, the activity of living or traveling in wild or uncultivated country, participation in guerrilla warfare. Wow. Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> it is very fitting, around, yeah. bushwhacking. But Lucia would have never heard that word before. No. She's probably, she's never gone out camping in the, in the outside of the city. Who would do that? Uh, possibly a more, okay, a little more up to your speed might be uh, part of Morgar's Mad Cats, which is uh, Felix Constantine. Oh, oh, Constantine. This is a good name. It was a, uh, an older gentleman, prominent mustache, impressive hmm. mustache. Oh, yes. Uh, towering at almost six and a half feet tall. Wow. wow. Although it's surprisingly fit for his age since he's in his mid-60s. Hmm. Mostly a, uh, a long sword shield combination. Third son of a uh, minor Chalaxian noble house. So the two of you do get to uh, commiserate a little bit. And uh, yeah. Felix is able to, uh, at the very least, teach you a little bit more of the less fanciful dance, dancing around, stabbing people, swashbuckling cool. style. But <laughs> the week passes mostly uneventfully before all of you uh, return back. Or actually, before all of you receive a, uh, a missive, start the chain mail thing of a, uh, a letter sent in from either Lucia or Rexus. I'll just go ahead and say Rexus sends it in as uh, you have a report on that Saturday, early Saturday morning, of an issue that or would need the Raven's immediate attention. Hmm. Ooh, an issue. We've been summoned. You've been summoned. They shine the Raven light up into the sky. So you want to know, know something that's really funny? Mm. 
So Saturday in the game is the 3rd of Lamashon, and we happen to be recording this on October 3rd. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but wait, oh, but wait. Uh, Lucia's birthday is 1st of Lamashon, so she's now 19. Hey! Oh, hey, happy we definitely birthday, had to get Lucia. together for your birthday. Yeah, there have been a little birthday party. a big old cake. I'm 19 now. I have to go change my uh, notes. Oh, Coltrane introduces you to some fine southern whiskey. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> uh, I also cuddle Mephistopheles a lot. Remember Mephistopheles? That's a cat. We have a lot of cats around over here. As is, our, as is our want as Find the Path. And lovers of cats. You pay particular attention anytime, like the cat either like walks into a random room and starts meowing or stares intently at a wall. You're like, is there an invisible imp in that wall? <laughs> yeah, I don't Do know. Oh, that's what was happening the other weeks. The cat kept breaking all my glassworks, <laughs> so I didn't make a profit. Oh, now we finally we have go. an arrangement. There we go. You were spending too much time out of the house, and then you kept coming back. And now that you got like a little, uh, you know, feather on a stick or something to wave around to get the cat's energy levels <laughs> down on a stick. That's your problem. But I suppose all of you gather back together in the wasp nest. Yeah, I finally uh, bought some uh, thieves tools. Hey. Um, I also, also bought a set of replacement tools for Nicolo, just FYI. Oh, because <laughs> you, you felt Thanks. bad. Because <laughs> I felt bad and broke them back in like episode what, four? <laughs> episode four, four or something like five, that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I broke those about 20 episodes back. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't need to do that, but I do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh. I found this was a bit easier than me trying to forge them myself. Fair enough. Well, it is appreciated. Not very many people return to me the stuff that they broke, so... I'd like to consider myself different than most people. Hmm. Well, it's just getting used to, I suppose, having a friend for once. Oh. It's so Also, aw. Oh. I was going to say, Victoria oh. kind of doesn't want to say anything, but she's like, yeah, me too. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. We're so awkward. Yay, awkward. Woo. And also, thank you for the pics. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cesare would come in and take his normal seat. I mean, we haven't really discussed the bombshell he dropped last episode with anyone, so he's just like, I'm Everybody's just, just trying to figure up. out how deep we want to go into that. Like, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. There is. He's well, like, you guys have been busy, and uh, he's like, I'm just going to show up and see if anybody says anything. Otherwise, I'm just going to carry on like usual. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, apparently, we have something important, so... <laughs> Pressing, yep. Mm -hmm. You all make your way to the wasp nest to send down below. Again, there are already a number of the other silver ravens, those that are kind of staying down here more than living elsewhere, although a number of the new ravens that you've added, of course, have homes elsewhere. The Fushi sisters and the mountain crows do not. Mm -hmm. And as such, they basically stay down here. Whereas Morgar's mad cats are made up of a number of people that are either... Guards, former guards. Mm -hmm. I thought Mar Morgar was staying down here, though. Morgar is staying down here okay. because he no longer has a job. Yeah, <laughs> he has a job. mainly because he no longer he just... has a job that he can publicly put on his resume. That's <laughs> There's a strange gap in your resume. I'm sure they're like, okay, like his apartment is probably like, you don't have a job anymore, but you're still paying on time. Hmm, that's suspicious enough. Like, go get the guard. I've been selling kidneys. Lots of kidneys. <laughs> other people's kidneys. Other people's <laughs> kidneys, not my own. I no, I, I actually place. have a weird regeneration thing. So <laughs> it's part of my backstory. Yeah. You, you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't have heard about it. I've been selling troll kidneys. Goodness. Mm -hmm. ah. Rexus nods as you enter. Uh, just kind of shuffles the papers off to the side and everything else. Morgar stands against the wall nearby, arms folded across his broad chest, waiting for everyone to get in before 
pushing off the wall. We've gotten word that the situation has escalated somewhat across the city. What's everything or something? No, just it seems like we're starting to have an effect is the good news. The bad news is, is it seems like some people are starting to take matters into their own hands as well. Uh-oh. People not as well entrenched, perhaps, as we are becoming less experienced. Hmm. More and more people across the city have begun to be captured, jailed. As we were talking about when we went and dealt with the situation at the salt works, he nods in the direction to Forvian, who gives a nod and a smile. Thanks again for that. Of course. Yes. People are being charged with sedition, rare occasions, treason, and imprisoned as suspected rebels. The prisons are quickly growing full, and as such, the city is turning more towards public excruciations. As some of you may or may not be familiar with, House Thrun does not exactly condone public executions. They're not quite as useful, if you will. Cesare, I imagine, nods at this, although Rexus kind of speaks the general term for it. It's if most of the time when you have a um, individual that has committed crimes enough to deserve execution, they simply hand them over to the Church of Asmodeus for sacrifice. And uh, it's not the pleasant. No, no, uh, I, I imagine it wouldn't be. Morgar nods. Sometimes they're even returned from the dead to act as guardians for the temple, punishment for all of eternity and all that. Yes, I, I have heard of them doing that before. The unfortunate practices of necromancy amongst the Church of the Prince of Lies. Vittoria is in her brain wondering, okay, so why did you stop? But she does not say this. It's not the time. She's just thinking it. Morgar nods. The public spectacle of humiliation and torture keeps the common folk in line. It's the general assumption in House Throne, and it's proven to be useful in the South. Not that I condone it, just stating its use. Generally speaking, the, the types of excruciations vary wildly, but most are simple affairs such as pillaring, public caging. I'm certain all of you are familiar with the rumors surrounding Brazilite throne and dog housing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, unfortunately. No official excruciations are scheduled. They don't have to be official to be carried out. Correct. It would seem that there's an unsanctioned excruciation taking place. It looks like the Chelish Citizens Group have taken some matters into their own hands, outside of the word of the law. And where are they planning on doing this gathering? Have already started. Oh, well that's lovely. Arya Park. They captured a young Tifling woman. Apparently she was stealing from some of the military guards' rations and such that are primarily used for the Navy, and distributing them. Glance over at a... Nicolo, like, is that our... Nicolo's jaw at this point probably looks yeah. like he's about to break all of his teeth, like, just crunching them together. Which is why we called you here and wanted to give you all this information. We don't know a great deal. From what we can gather, it seems like they've secured three hounds of their own and have set up in a pagoda uh, located off of one of the ponds on Inaria Park. If they have a place set up and have acquired dogs, it won't be long. True. Well, no, it seems like they started at dawn today. We go now, then. From what we've gathered, there are three hounds and three members of the Chill Citizens groups there. All right. They have spoken with the Tatari, and that's how I got this information myself. One of my contacts in Jarvisen contacted and me and let me know, because the Tatari... Are going to let this happen. Technically, they are a militia. 
The Datari are filing an injunction pertaining towards it, but that's not going to take place before this girl's potentially tortured to death, or within a short distance of death. So. I think. Uh, All right. Time for. Uh, it's time to go. Little extrajudicial justice, yeah? Mikolo mm-hmm. stands up. They will pay for this. We need to hurry. Fortunately, Aria Park isn't too far from the hideout. It's true. Well, actually, um, kind of is. Never mind. Sorry, as um, the bird yeah. flies, it's not too far, but unfortunately, yeah, we'll have to go across Bleak Bridge and all that, so. Yeah. Man. Can we pick up some meat on the way Oh, over? you got an idea? You can try to distract the dogs? If the dogs are starving. Yeah. Can we bring the teams to act as distractions for the crowd or anything, or is this just one of those things the Most of the teams are currently active doing what you already assigned them yeah, to do for the true. week. Yeah, All right. Before you head out, Rexus does stand up and nod. Just so you're aware, um, this is going to be uh, loud as far as operations are concerned. There's already crowds gathered there. It's going to be next to impossible to do this low profile. All right. Sometimes you got to be loud. It'll send a strong message. Morgar rubs its chin. (sighs) What you're doing is probably best. I'm not going to sit here and let it keep going. Yeah, no thanks. I suppose you gather yourselves and head off? Yep. Yep. I want to buy meat. Meat. Here we are. Uh, Three silver pieces for half a pound. Okay. I'll buy a pound of meat, I guess. Okay. Worst it's, if we don't use it, we can eat it. Yeah, that's fine. Big enough to be a mill. In most temperate locations, the meat is from a fish or other seafood. Pig, sheep, chicken, quail, duck, goose, goat, rabbit, deer, cow, or horse. I'd probably do something bloody, so not fish. Anything else is fine. Red meat, yeah. You set off. Make your way through the city streets. Uh, by the way, for Adria and Nicolo, you would have both needed to pay your mm-hmm. bridge toll. I already paid it. Yep. Now I have to pay it going back. Yep. You make your way south. Travel around the Alabaster Academy. Make your way all the way up to, or all the way down to Bleak Bridge and across. Navigate your way along the northern side of Temple Hill before eventually passing back by Chrysala's fine tomes where you'd had your original conversation with Nick, with Rexus in the back room and making your way past the Kentargo's Opera House. The Opera House where the guards still stand up front, arrayed in front of the front entrance. For the most part, the guards seem to do nothing as far as watching all of you walk past because, again, people walk by here all the time mm-hmm. and make your way into the park itself. Aria Park is one of Kentargo's largest public parks. It is a favorite gathering place for musicians, street performers, so on. They seem to be conspicuously absent today. Mm. There's still a fair amount of crowd, but there's a surprising, it's a surprising juxtaposition for what you're used to. Normally there'd be music performers, vendors, street performers, people dressing up like statues, you know, people out with, uh, you know, hat on the ground playing their guitars, the usual what have you, you know, or their lutes. Guitars have been around a long time. Guitars have been around a long time too but also sometimes playing their lutes or their tambourines or what have you. Their instrument of choice. Instrument of choice. You instead find that instead of families and children and musicians, a good-sized crowd has gathered. Close to a hundred people, perhaps. Generally speaking, these seem to be divided into two vastly different groups. One slightly larger than the other. The smaller group primarily stand closer towards one of the nearby buildings. This structure in question being one of the um, the various venue locations here, more of an almost outdoor market setup, where it's numerous pillars done in the Aslanti styles. Think 
quote-unquote Grecian pillars mm. as kind of an open-air market area with a large covering over the top of it and a statue up front of uh, what appears to be a Hell Knight woman in full armor. For those of you familiar with your Chelish history, uh, anyone that wishes to make me a society check, uh, I guess with the exception of Adria, all the rest of you can recognize this as a depiction of Rhea Nalvanetti, who is the founder of the Order of the Torrent, famed for rescuing numerous kidnapped people and people captured by slavers and or pirates, uh, most famously for rescuing the previous Sereni Lord Mayor's son. The smaller of the two crowds gathered here are mostly yelling in support. Jeers, calls, cries out for restoring order. A number of obviously racially insensitive shouts and cries. The larger crowd, however, are shouting, generally calling out the fascism that they see in front of them. Some of them yelling are occasionally beginning to step forward before the other crowd also surges as well. On the far side from here, you can see a square area almost more rectangular, with a central island and what appears to have been a hastily constructed doghouse. Three dogs are chained up on this island in the center with the two bridges spanning the distance to reach to the island and the pagoda on it. Beyond that, in the shadow of the statue, you can see three figures wearing the red chelish armbands. All three of them shout out, yelling towards the larger crowd, although you can tell that there's a certain degree of nervousness with them. I mean, they could easily be overrun by this crowd. There's only three of them. Despite the gathering here, most people have kept a fair distance away from the central pond. Almost as if, in both cases, either side is too concerned about setting off the other and has made somewhat of a neutral territory, almost this line in the center, keeping to either side of the pond and yelling across the distance. Some people are still shouting for the Tatari, although obviously the Tatari have not responded. Occasionally, you do see some small patrols of the Tatari as you begin to make your way up towards this this area of the park. But it's obvious that they're awaiting orders, or possibly waiting for this to erupt into a full-blown riot again. And considering that this is already getting dangerously close to violating the public gathering laws that the martial law has imposed, you're not sure how much longer it's going to last. How would you like to make your approach? Can I see the person that they have captured? Uh, no, you can see the doghouse. She should be in the doghouse. It'd probably be the only place to be safe from the dogs. Yeah, because this is the one where they have the, the doghouse and the dogs have the chains and they throw food out and you have to get out to try to get the food, but the dog you're also within range of the starving dogs to get the food. Oh, puppers. Why did you use cute puppies for this? That makes it sad. <laughs> er. Oh, okay. I want to wild empathy puppies. I think I have to be close to them to puppy, to wild empathy. I don't know if they're going to let us get close enough to wild empathy them without attacking us. Yeah, I mean, it says in wild empathy, in most cases, wild animals will give you time to make your case. Wild animals will. I don't know if the Chelish Citizens group will. Oh, yeah. I'm, I thought you were talking about the no, dogs. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just like if you approach the dogs and start talking to them, I don't know if the Chelish Citizens group will just stand there and let you. I mean, this is this is a public act. It might already. I mean, we we're not going to be stealthing these guys or anything like that, so we might as well just. Yeah, I go to the closest bridge and start approaching. Let's approach the cellist citizens group and see. They're nervous already. Maybe we can talk them the frick down. I mean, I'm going put, over as there as we put on our gators and everything, looking like a bunch of. Hoodlums, I'm not putting like, on a gator. <laughs> I don't have a mask. I put mine on because I have a shop on the bridge. I'm also putting if, mine and on. I'm pretty noticeable. I mean, I'm a tiefling. <laughs> a mask isn't going to hide that fact. 
I mean, yeah. And all that's going to do is result in every single Typhling getting assaulted because there's that one Typhling with the with the Silver Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> they can come after me. I mean, it's your character. It is what it is. Yep. I'm just going to put my mask on. So I'm approaching the bridge. Yeah, me too. Chesare right. is going to head for the three members of the Chelosh Citizens Group. You step your way forward. The crowds don't interfere and let you part without issue. Nicolo, Adria, you begin to approach towards the bridge. Cesare, you start to head over in the direction of the Chell citizens. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I guess I'll go with uh, with Cesare just because I want to be close to the Chell citizens group if it turns violent. Um, yeah, I'll probably go with Cesare too just because I have more diplomacy than anything else. I think I have better luck on that front. Cool. You split into two groups. As you make your way forward, Adria, you walk out onto the pond. A few koi look up at you curiously from the pond's lower depths. You know, a few frogs turn in your direction and go, Druid? Uh, which you just hear <laughs> as a You stride out onto what is honestly usually a beautiful location where people could set up, where entire bands could set up and play for the people working in the market. Now given over to this site where a ramshackle doghouse has been put together. Three dogs stand chained to pittens that have been hammered into the nearby stone. The closest dog turns and raises its hackles as you begin to approach. Nicolo, you look past and for a moment see a figure crouched inside of the doghouse, bloodied, obviously, although you can immediately recognize the face and bright shining, still defiant eyes of Zaya. As she looks out, takes in you, gets kind of a quizzical look, you know, kind of leans back. And again, you two can hear, although no one else can from as far away as they are in the crowds, just her shout, you guys are screwed now! As Nicolo <laughs> is walking out onto the bridge. I love her. We need to recruit her immediately. Well, we I think that's what this is. Is this her loyalty mission? In the meantime, Cesare, Vittoria, Lucia, you make your way around and Cesare's going to stride towards these three idiots like he knows exactly what he's doing. Are you going to go full teacher mode on him? <laughs> the, the front one points towards all three of you and points back in the direction of the crowds. It's official cellist citizen's business. Move along. I honestly don't care. What exactly do you think you're doing here? Teaching people a lesson. Uh, it seems the majority of these people don't agree. You're outnumbered. They glance between one another. Are you attempting an intimidate? This is also somewhat illegal. You are bordering on breaking the law about the groups gathering in public. They've decided to gather here. Because of this spectacle you're putting on. And we are making an example. Yes, that the Datori have already filed an injunction against. This is breaking the law. So if they're filing an injunction, it means it's not illegal. It's legally questionable. <laughs> My Lord. Somebody took a law class. They're right. I mean, you are trying to use intimidation. I'm trying to just talk them out of this before it gets too far. You by threatening. Yeah, but if you're them, going in there with teacher voice. That's intimidation. <laughs> but you're also going with, uh, you know, you're going to this is illegal and they'll all the bad things that are going to happen mm -hmm. to you. Yeah, because most people in this city only care about their own skins. P trying to say this Typhling didn't do anything isn't going to get us anywhere because we know she got caught stealing. Do we? All right, go ahead and make me an intimidation check. That's what uh, Morgar said, is that she got caught stealing from the guards. That's what they said. That doesn't mean she did. <laughs> True, but she told us in no, not 
She didn't tell us, tell us, but she heavily implied that she was indeed stealing. So not maybe not in this case, but. I'm not going to help because I'm not trained. Hey. Hmm. Oh, hey, that was good. I roll yeah. a 15, which gets me a 17. Yeah, that's what I got too. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I suppose while they're having this talk down, uh, Adria, you're attempting to animal empathy with the uh, closest dog. Yep. I'm wild empathying. I do have, I'm going to offer them some food. I bought a pound of meat. I think I can split that between three dogs, but I'm going to do this first dog first. Uh, I'll give you a plus one circumstance bonus for the meat. Okay. Make an impression on those dogs. They're so cute. I know. I did go with the cutest dog picture I could find. God, they are. They're so cute. They look like freaking Pomeranians. They're little nah, fluffy they look like Great Pyrenees. Maybe Great Pyrenees, yeah. Ha -ha, nice. I roll an 18 for a 24. Very nice. Very well. So. All right, puppy. You lean down. Yeah, the Come dog. Here, honey rushes towards you, you just kind of pull out a steak and he just kind of suddenly pulls up like leans forward, sniffs at the, the steak, you just kind of toss the half pound of meat towards it, immediately starts ripping into it Cesare, you yell at these three, you know, because again you're basically being forced to yell with the sheer volume of people out here, they stop look between one another, All right. turn back, pull their maces alright, we said move along they don't actually have any authority, do they? Not really. They're and technically a militia group, so there's some authority, but not The problem really. is, is it is a legal gray area as to what authority they have or don't have. Oh, they're basically citizens. Yeah, they're yeah, they're doing like citizens arrests and things like that. Like, did I hear them say that? Yeah, I'd say probably. Only about eighty feet away from you. We're not going anywhere. This woman is free now. Get the f out of my city. <laughs> Oh boy! And I'll need initiative from the party. Yeah, boy, get him, Nicholas. Okay, well, I have one dog that's friendly, but um, the two others will not be. I'm ready. We're ready. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think they were going to give us the time for the other two. Oh, my request of the pupper was to, you know, sit. <laughs> to just not engage yep, in this fight? Just, you know, sit over there, eat your food. All right, so combat begins. Vittoria Scordata, you have first initiative. Okay. Stab him. Um, well, no. I don't know. They're going to try to kill you. I don't you. think. I mean, I'm going to be whipping them, but that's only because I have a non-lethal weapon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Vittoria is going to pull out her sap. Oh, that's um, right. You do have a sap. And kind of approach them and be like, you know this is not going to work out in your favor. Are you attempting to demoralize? Yeah, because I don't think I can diplomatize at this well, point. Yeah. <laughs> We're past the point for diplomacy. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to... Yeah. So I don't I don't think I have the ability to intimidate. I don't know how well that role went, but uh He looks nonplussed. Oh, okay, then that's it. Yep. Jezre. Is there like a go defensive in second edition? Because I'm just gonna walk up so I'm next to uh Vittoria. Not I mean there's take cover, but because I'm not you, gonna take the first I'm not taking the first swing. Well, especially because your swings are gonna be magically deadly. I mean, you can just yell at them again. Yeah. I guess I'll try to intimidate them again. Why okay. not? It's a public role if you want to make it public, I think. Oh, I could have done it public. What did I get? Natural one. <laughs> did I really? Oh! That was almost a 20. <laughs> the least intimidating people are the ones trying to intimidate. Oh, gosh, that's I a two. We should not intimidate people. We should be hitting them with our There's only saps. one 
intimidating person in this group, and it's Nicolo. Pretty much. The awkward barista walks up. It's like, uh, excuse me, guys. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> someone's trying to leave without paying a bill. And then the professor walks up in his fine primed suit with his fully decked cat. out cat. Like, I will go and fist the cuffs with you if you don't leave now. <laughs> you don't know. That guy's knocks some fools out. Yeah. When, when they like, get maybe I should have gone with the other out. group. <laughs> It'll be different. <laughs> you can try again if you so wish. Why not? Yeah, you have to try it on a different person. Yep. So I'll try it on the one next to him. I don't know. Obviously, this guy's too dumb to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you. That's a 19. Ooh. That'll work. Maybe that okay. one's, maybe I just recognized the second one as one of my students. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a second. That is a success. hey uh-huh. Do you really want to be involved in all of this? Because <laughs> Ray looks around distastefully. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, man. They are zealots. Give them the frightened one condition there. And so from Cesare, Nicola. So I will leave that dog alone. Well, I don't know the radius of these other dogs. Because um, then you might be able to just grab her. Or she might be able to move herself. Ah, I see. So they've okay. got about 15 foot of, feet of chain. Yep. Yeah, so she could kind of scoot to that back yeah, corner. It looks like if she's not locked in there, she could definitely scoot around toward us out of some radiuses here. Well, but she I think she's in a cage. Yeah, we got to figure out her. I don't she's think in she a can dog actually house. leave the cage. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she, she can go over there and break house. that dog house. She though. can leave the dog house because yeah, that's, the, that's whole the whole point, point is that she has to leave the dog house to get in con- to get in range of the dogs for the food. But usually you're chained in the dog house also. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's what I mess with the chain in the dog house. Oh, so it's a good thing I got him some new lock Yes. Zaya, are you stuck in there or can you get out on your own? I can get out, but I'm not going very far. Right. Uh, Nicolo then strides twice to get next to the doghouse. All right. Uh, I look at the chain. What sort of chain are we looking at here? Does it look very well made? Is it like half rusted? Looking over the chain, it is not particularly high quality. Can I just try an athletics check to just break it? Uh, you can attempt to find the just kind of the weakest link here as you grab onto it and attempt to break it open. It would be an athletics check. You are taking minus two penalty because you're not using a tool. Like you mm. don't, you're not using a crowbar or a hacksaw or something like Wait, that. Wait, don't you're you have a crowbar? To... I do, but I have to pull that's it. That's an action. Uh, that's true. I guess I'm going to try the easy way and hope that it works. And if it doesn't, then I'll get my crowbar out next turn because I have one action <laughs> left this turn. So I don't like I like Nicolo's ideas. I'm going to try the easy way and break this chain with my bare hands. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's rusty. Who it's needs possible. tools when you're buff? <laughs> Across the pond, Raven's Nikolai sense goes off as she just like pops up and turns her head like an otter. <laughs> oh, I sense he's doing something cool. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I rolled a point. two. I'm going to hero point, point this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, no. better. That's still not good. I rolled a seven on the hero point. Yeah, you grab onto this, begin to pull. I, I feel like I, he should have gotten a hero point for his I epic little speech. You can't hero point, yeah. Yeah. I can't hero point it no, twice, no, no, no. but... No, he can't hear point it twice, but he is being darn heroic right now, putting he himself is. in front of two dogs to save the girl. Like, I feel like he that earned man. one, Zaya even though he used one. Zaya kind of looks up at Nicolo, looks back down at the chain. You're strong, Nick, but not that strong. All right, we do this the hard <laughs> way then. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way is I grab one of these guys and I hit their head into this chain until one of them breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm considering it, yes. <laughs> Not also, problem. did I get a hero point for that? I'm sorry, there was some. I didn't know if there was a resolution for that. 
<laughs> My vote it's is yes. It's pretty cool. I'll Zero give you a hero point, point for yeah! it. Although you yeah. 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 That is my turn, though. It's like double jeopardy. You can't use it for the same thing, but you got yeah. it. <laughs> Yay. I'd rather have that one brings than us not to The first happy-looking little mastiff. Oh, no. He I'm rushes so his way forward. They're hungry. His mouth open and a big smile as he launches to the attack. Oh. <laughs> They're just hungry. <laughs> Why? Why are they so cute and so vicious? Uh, he bites. As a 12 to hit Nicolo. That does not hit Nicolo. You know what, he'll go, and, he'll go ahead and try to bite again. How's that? Ow! Oh, dang it. Ooh, it's just a 20. A 20 hits me exactly. So oh. that is my armor class. Ow! Biting a hold for six points of damage as you Ew. fend him off with the chain the first time, and then he comes in and catches right on your calf. Oh, he chomps it and begins to try to drag you off your feet. You're lucky I care more about the SPCA than these holes. <laughs> <laughs> so many swings. Yeah. Nicolo's fired up. Nicolo's pissed off right now. Yeah, we gotta watch Nicolo's temper. That's gonna get us in trouble. Watch his blood pressure. <laughs> watch my blood, blood pressure. pressure pill. Like, oh my god. <laughs> we just like, t like I bring like pills. I just toss blood pressure pills and uh, oh, in your oh. mouth. That brings us to the other <laughs> mastiff, which steps up against Nicolo. Oh, puppers! Yeah. Yeah. Literally steps, mm -hmm. strikes. Mm-hmm. That was real close to a perfect 20, but instead that was a nine to hit. Nope. So I do not believe we'll hit. No. We'll go ahead and attempt to strike again. It's kind of a sad roll. Oh, and that's geez. an adjusted 18. An 18 still will not hit me. Very well. Yay. Half play. You definitely uh, don't want to be hit by both dogs. True. Yeah, oh, God. True. Do they have some special oh, team ability? So they jump in, begin to bear down on you, snapping as you manage to fend one of them off. The other one, like, attached basically to your calf right now as you're just trying to shake him viciously off. That brings us to the first of the thugs, which is actually the shaken one. Cesare is apparently kind of scary, so we'll go ahead and step against Vittoria. So he'll take a step. <laughs> Let me fight this girl instead. I mean, she is a lot smaller than Cesare, so. Yeah. I'm very waifish. <laughs> I mean, Cesare's also kind of a skinny guy, but he's also like 6'5". So. He's a tall boy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm actually 5'9". I mean, you're tall, but I'm you're not taller. as tall as so. Cesare. There's still we'll an obvious difference. Strikes. That'd, be a, that'd be a six. No. I figure she does that like bored step out of the way. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm so casual. Like, you're so slow. He'll then bellow in your face. Well, that's rude. 15 against your will, DC. 10 plus my will save is a 17. So he fails to intimidate you. <laughs> you right. eat a breath mint. Adrian, <laughs> <laughs> hey, feed you guys. Hey, it's me. All right. Too much so. garlic. Um, Adrian's gonna move past her dog friend. He's just happily chomping away on his uh his mill there. Up next is Zaya over here, and then I'm gonna toss the other half of the meat that I have as far toward the corner away from us as possible. I don't know what kind of check that is. I imagine it's some sort of throwing type thing. Um, and, okay. Yeah, I mean, technically just be an action to throw it over there. Cool, I yeah. throw it over there. Ah, you know what? I will put up my buckler. Fair enough. You raise your buckler. Mm-hmm. It's new. <laughs> From... It's been a minute since I had a buckler. Adria, uh, we go to the other Mastiff who happily chomps away on his meat. Good job, bud. These Yay. are cute dogs. We should keep them. Lucia Serini. All right, Lucia's going to draw her whip. Uh, I'm going to stride 15 feet to basically put myself just in front of Cesare and 10 feet away from the nearest one of the uh, CCG thugs. And I'm going to whip him. 
He took a swing first. It's self-defense at this point. Uh, That'll be my legal argument in court. Here we go. We're not going to court with this. <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh. Ooh. 27. That's an 18 that's on the good. dice. That would be a critical hit. Oh, oh yeah. Lashes across the distance. You have given oh, him his Indiana Jones scar, but he is not Here worthy of it. Here we go. For Ooh. six points of damage. Six whole and points Now I'm damage. just imagining Chandler being whoopah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's badly injured that is a serious whip crack as your whip slices across the distance yeah. catches him full in the face <laughs> you're not positive but you almost think you can hear an audible pop as blood streams from his eye I imagine Lucia like does that like hits him and then goes now get out of here <laughs> now they're gonna jump Goodbye. me <laughs> that brings us to the third thug which is gonna dance around to get up yeah. in y'all's business I was like doing the hokey pokey. And now they can kick in their power of the mob passive ability. What? Oh boy. Where they get a bonus as long as there's three of them adjacent to each other. What? <laughs> mob power tactics. Of, power of the mob of three people. All right. So that one is going to go against, uh, you know what? He's going to step He's going to step up against uh, Lucia. I mean, I did do a bunch of damage to his friend. So, you know. Stop hitting my friend. 14. Nope. He'll go ahead and try and intimidate. Why not? He's not shaken, so maybe he'll be slightly more intimidating. Not if I keep rolling garbage. Yeah, uh, that's an 11, Rick. which I don't think will so beat that your is will not DC. So that's not going to beat my will DC of 16. There's got to be a higher number than 7 on these digital dice. From that thug, we go to the uh, the one who hasn't been struck yet. He's going to step around against Vittoria. And he'll go ahead and strike. So he steps and strikes out at the investigator with an 18. Oh, on the nose. His Ouch. mace swinging around, striking home, striking you for two points of damage. Sorry, four points of damage. Still got a check left, so let's go ahead and throw an intimidate at you. I like that this is just the intimidation fight where you're each ah, trying to like come up on each other like, get out of here. You don't belong here. Go. So it's on the nose. Yep. And that's... You are frightened one. Again, you weren't really scared of these people until this one just cracked you into the in the ribs, and you're like... Okay, that's a little intimidating. Yeah. Speaking of, Vittoria Scordato. I would like to devise a stratagem. All right. To stab um, this guy in the face. Okay, I got a 12. It's not All a bad right. stratagem. So that's not bad. We'll go ahead and go with that. And then I'm going to attack with my sap. All right. So because of my devise stratagems, it's a plus seven. A 19 will strike your target, though, as you launch forward to the attack. Hit that man. Because <laughs> I get my extra D6. So that is five points of damage right back Ouch. to him. Nice. That is a solid hit as you whip back around and slice out with your... Uh, sap. Sap. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill slice these Slice out with your sap. We're, we're trying to be nice sap. to these these guys, even though they don't really deserve it. I'm going to swing again. I don't know oh, if I'll man. hit him again just because, you know... Uh, it's your second attack, so... That would be a 12 for a 15. On the nose. On the nose! <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, there we go. Three more points of damage to him. Ow. He's uh he's not looking great. Taking us to Cesare. What is the onlookers doing now that there's people on the stage and everything else? Uh, these, there's cheers on both sides right now. Like they've a lot of people have started throwing stuff at like the other side and yells and some people like get them and some people echo, echoing Zaya's whole, like, you're screwed now. You know, back to the other people over <laughs> All there. All right. Uh, the Silver Ravens are here to help, I guess. Okay, Mickey. 
<laughs> Cesare is gonna punch the one that's right in front of Vittoria. All right, brings up his fist for a little fisticuffs. I love when Cesare wow. punches people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. Wow. I roll, <laughs> oh gosh. I roll a 19 for a 25. Oh, holy cow. The one advantage to using the digital dice is the group reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. That is a critical hit as you launch your fist out at this guy's so face. Knock him out. Double. He's done this before. Yeah, he goes down as you just step forward and crack him in the side of his face. There is an audible pop next to uh, Vittoria as you hear the man's jaw dislocate and probably look back a little bit surprised as Cesare just shakes his fist and then Raven puts both paws up to her mouth like <laughs> No back talk. Like, Who needs Niccolo? Who needs Niccolo? I can punch. Like, man, that was really good. All right, then I'll turn to the one right in front of uh, <laughs> Luc Lucia and smack him, too. I didn't know that Cesare was a bare-fisted Magus, apparently. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. He's got Watch. a long history, okay? That's an 18 for a 20. Seriously? <laughs> so apparently, Heather's, dice luck apparently Heather's dice luck transcends the digital divide. How? It's the mythos, y'all. The Dang. mythos. That is a hit. He takes two points of damage. Whack <laughs> this guy in the face oh, as he stumbles what, back. What? What the? Heck? Why not? <laughs> oh my God! No way! No way! Perfect twenty is a critical hit. It's a critical yes, hit. It's a twenty. It is natural twenty for an eighteen would be a confirmed critical hit. I do six points of damage. Yeah. No I'm telling you, Cesare has had oh a lot of life. Oh my gosh. Nicolo has newfound respect for Cesare. Jeez. Just like, you know what? I underestimated this guy. So you knock out the first guy, turn, crack this guy in the side of his face as he just kind of spits. Gives you that, you know, is that all before you just grab onto his neck and then punch him in the gut. He doubles over, <laughs> vomiting down onto his shoes, although he's still standing. <laughs> Still, though, my God. Oh, Does man. this really need to continue? I like that they've got their maces in hand and you're just like, stop resisting. <laughs> if you had an if you had an action left, I'd give you a circumstance bonus on Intimidate, but you don't. I feel that last one I expected was going to be a total whiff, but no, I critical. Wow. Like I said, apparently Heather's dice luck defies the digital design divide. The mythos, wow. y'all. The off, mythos is real. First off, the mythos, but second of all, <laughs> were you Batman in your previous life? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Dang! An evil Batman! It was Asmodeus! He was a priest of Asmodeus. He has lost a bunch of levels. He was far more powerful at one point, but, you know. That brings us to uh, who's supposed to be our primary brawler. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Time to <find> a chain. <laughs> oh, man. Does Raven just kind of look down like, dang, man? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I look back and sort of nod appreciatively, making a mental note to get some pointers later, apparently. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. Cesare looks back over, you know, just like flexes. <laughs> <laughs> With his 10 strength. Yes, it's so impressive. So uh, I will use I like my first. In Cesare's case, it's because he just like he goes straight for like the throat punch. Yeah, There's like yeah. no like oh I don't really want to hurt this person. It's like no it's like, no I'm this guy's going down, <laughs> going down hard. 
Uh, I'll go ahead and draw my crowbar. Just sort of whip it right. out of the out of my slot in the pack. The mastiffs do not have attacks of opportunity. That's good. <laughs> I, I prefer that. Uh, I'll put some elbow grease and hopefully actually break this chain this time. <laughs> trying to force this right. open. Oh! Hey, you Ross's, have Ross's life have... also transcends. <laughs> yes, it does. I rolled a natural one for a ten, but I am going to use my hero point on that. Because <laughs> anything's better, better than a natural one. Can't get any uh, worse. So I roll a uh, 10 on the second roll, which gets me a 19. That's an improvement. It bends, <sighs> but does not snap. You can oh. see one of the links starting to separate as you pull at it as hard as you can. All right. I guess I'm just going to try again with my third action. All right. Oh, it, it does. Never mind. I apologize. It does have the attack action. So, I mean, I might as well try again, though. Let's just yep. see if I roll really well. You plant one foot on the chain, you pull it up, mm -hmm. you hook the, the crowbar in there, you start to pry. Come on! Oh my god, a three! <laughs> I get a seven. Devastating. Ugh, oh, this is like not my day. Oof. I mean, it is like an iron chain, so it's yeah. not exactly like, you know. Well, yeah, but it's it doesn't help. It's give, though. Huh? It doesn't help that Ross is rolling poorly. <laughs> it's yeah, true, it's, it's true. It doesn't help that I keep rolling tens or less. From Niklo. Uh, we go to the first of the happy little doggers. I did throw meat. You did, but he is also still attached to Nicolo's leg. Mm. Yep. It's fair. I mean, he could, mm. if only Nicolo had stepped back. Yeah, well, he had to use an action to pull the yeah. crowbar. Yeah. So, dog will strike. Yep. Ooh, that was really close to a perfect 20, but instead, that is a 15. A 15 will not hit me, though. Oh, again. I guess on the plus side, the dice have not been favoring you either, Rick. Nine? <laughs> no, I don't think a nine's going to hit. Uh, no. Let's go for broke with a two. Will a two a hit? A two will also not All hit. All right. Sweet. I am encased in steel. You're still a good boy, Mastiff number two. <laughs> <laughs> he is in half plate, so there's that. Yeah, yeah true. That helps a little bit. The other Mastiff goes for the attack. Yep. Now I'm probably going to eat my words. Oh, no. <laughs> That's 15. 15 will not strike me. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say that they'll use some pack tactics because they're related to wolves. They are. So uh, does anyone over here have attack of opportunity? Nope. No. Zoop, zoop, zoop circles around into the flank and dives against Nicolo. Very well. And it's going to be second attack. Seven to hit you flanked. No, not even flanked. <laughs> Rick's like staring at that dice like, man, I should have stuck with my regular dice. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to my well. world, Rick. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I prefer the high number side of that. Actually, my dice luck is always chaotic. Sure. All right. That takes us from the Mastiffs over to Adria. <sighs> Fine. Um, Adria just kind of like throws a hand up and conjures this medium-sized tree out of the space uh, between the pillars next to Niccolo. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a spell called Protector Tree. Makes a tree grow. The tree has an AC of 10 and 10 hit points. Whenever an ally adjacent to the tree is hit by a strike, it interposes its branches and takes the damage first. Oh, wow. Oh, that um, is very druidy. So the tree will protect you and um, it'll do that until it runs out of hit points. And if it's still left after the spell's duration, it just is a tree. All right. Cool? That's actually really um, neat. 
Uh, also, not to not to be, I'm reading the description here, and uh, not to be that guy, but it has to be in soil and survive till the end of the spell's duration. So, it may not remain at the end, but that's fine. So it is what it is. Uh, and then last action, I'm gonna raise that buckler. All right. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to hurt doggies because that hurts Jessica's soul. It's true. All right. Uh, the other mastiff happily eats. Lucia. Um. Okay. So this uh, this fight turned around. On us, awful quick. Um, so I'm going to whip the one that's right next to me. That was the third one that, or the the one that just got punched twice by Jess. Yeah, Ray. seriously. Start with start with that. <laughs> see if I can knock him out. Yeah. Like Jesus, this guy. <laughs> oh God. That's <laughs> uh, an 18 for a 27. <laughs> 27 will critical as you whip. Oh gosh, golly, this guy's gonna have a bad day. I'm just going to have Cesare stop carrying weapons. Can I get fist wraps with, like, plus one runes on them? <laughs> yes, you people. can. That is a thing. You can, and that's four points of damage to the first one. I've always really wanted to build, like, a brass knuckles character. Like, I'll have mm. Hedeman make me a really fancy pair of gloves and put runes in those. <laughs> so, yeah, you whip your whip out, crack them, hit them right in the side of the face as you split open from jaw <laughs> to mouth. Oops. As blood splatters, his head cracks back and he hits the ground. said non-lethal. Well, it's not technically not killing him. You don't survive that. <laughs> yeah, it's still ouchies. All right, well. Like, we're ouchies. getting into the Batman definition of non-lethal. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I didn't shoot him or cast a spell. I mean, whips don't tingle, you <laughs> know? It's okay, more of so a, I oh, am God. Now, yeah, so I'm now 15 foot, feet away from the other one, so I'm going to need to do a uh, stride in order to get up next to uh, Vittoria so that I can face the last one that's left standing. Yeah, or you could have stepped, whichever. I mean, yeah, but, reach, but yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'm gonna hit him and see how that goes. All right. Uh, that is an 11 for a 15. On the nose, Yay! as your whip cracks across the distance as you charge forward for two points of damage. As he goes down, as the whip cracks <laughs> into the center of his forehead. Wow! He falls back and hits the ground. Well, that's that. <laughs> Cesare glances back towards the pagoda. I, yeah, I, imagine, I imagine we just kind of look at the destruction we've wrought, and then, like, we all turn to go see how Nicolo's there. There's a magic tree. There's a giant tree in the way. Uh, Vittoria begins, uh, yes, I want to run around the outside of the pond so that I can try distracting the dog and get them away from... So you wish to run 75 feet around the outside yes. of the pool? Okay. Cesare. Spells in second edition have such short range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't electric arc from the other side of this pool. I can move 30 feet. So Cesare, you circle around the other way. Yep. So Cesare goes running around the other side, his long elven legs carrying him forward. Nicola. Right, I'm going to try to redeem myself. <laughs> One of these days, <laughs> I'm going to get this thing open. Oh, my God. All right. Come on. Uh, it's better. A 20. The chain for a 20? snaps underneath your pool. Oh, yeah. you finally oh, managed just to oh, this for you. Oh, man. All right, Zaya, let's go. Yeah, thanks for the help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't now mention you it. punch some dogs. Well, actually, mm. you could just leave. They're chained up. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to go forward. and I'm going to wait till Zaya's out of here. So in the meantime, I'm going to try to grapple one of the dogs. <laughs> It is an attack, of so you are. I don't know how well Toss this is Toss the dog work. over. Toss the dog toward the meat, dang dogs. Uh, I'll try to grapple the one in front of uh, Adria. Snap the chain right. with my other hand, going ahead and try to wrap around the dog. 
It is an athletics check with a minus five, because this is not agile. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Finally, perfect 20. Um, Yeah, boy! Which will succeed. Uh, This means that uh, the target is restrained until the end of my next turn, which means this dog can't even move right now. Very well, so you leap forward, headlock the dog, grab its chain, pretty much flip this once or twice around as you lift the dog up to tie up his feet and just kind of securely hold him in position. (laughs) Stay. With my last action... Throw the one dog at the other dog. (laughs) I mean, You'd actually run out of chain before you could do that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going to try that. Um, Honestly, for my... Honestly, um, I don't really have anything for my last action, so I think I'm just going to end it there. I don't want to actually hurt these dogs, so... So from Niccolo, we go to the Mastiff, who's uh, restrained. The one in front of me is restrained. So you're tied up and can barely move. Uh, You have the flat-footed and immobilized condition. You can't use any actions with the attack or manipulate traits except to (laughs) attempt to escape or force open your bonds. Wow. (laughs) Basically, this dog cannot attack me right now. Yep. So he can attempt to wiggle free. It's an unarmed modifier against your athletics DC. All right, let's see what we can do. Let's go, doggo. It struggles. Oh, oh finally. that'll do it. Uh-oh. Yep. All right, he wiggles his way free. So, so flexible, the puppies. He escapes, hops oh, up God, to his feet. Oh, God, it's hard to keep hold of them. Yep, he goes entirely liquid and just starts shaking back and forth like crazy. <laughs> he just breaks like free. Do. He attempts so. to bite at Niccolo. This is a second attack since that escape actually counted as an attack. Oh, Ooh. but the 20 will hit me, so... The tree will interpose and take all this damage up to mm-hmm. 10 hit points. We'll see. All right. So this is going to be his normal damage. Ow. So seven points of damage. Um, you take no damage, and the tree is technically still standing. It has three HP. <laughs> <laughs> I love this tree spell. We're definitely going to see some more of this. This tree spell good. is great. It also heightens to have more HP. Okay. The dog looks confused, but then attempts to attack again. <laughs> the I like, didn't no. want stick. I wanted food. <laughs> I want a stick. That was a good roll, but that's only a 14. A 14 will not hit me. Wow. That brings us to doggo number three, who's confused about the situation, but he's already already committed to attacking the flanked Nicolo. Yeah, that's fair. He attack. He protect. He attack. But most importantly, he get a Nicolo snack. He get. Oh. <laughs> He gets a 25 against your flank, I see. Yep, that's a Nikolo snack for him. Ow. <laughs> knock, knock three HP off this and then my tree's destroyed. This will not, uh, okay. this is not a critical, but it's still going to hurt. So I take two. And the tree yep. is gone. Sad. And the tree is gone, but it was That good. was cool, though. Job. That was good, that's though. Cool that spell. really helped. I'd be, 10 hit, I'd be at 10 hit points right now otherwise, so I appreciate it. <laughs> the dog spits a... Uh, a bit of like branch out of its mouth and like ah, ah, launches to the attack again. Protector tree is new from Secrets of Magic. Oh, nice. Jeez. Oh, that's a 20 to hit your flood. There's all those like rolls. That yeah, there we go. Time. All right. The I guess RNG uh, finally kicking in in my favor. I get the higher dice luck and so does Rick. That's good to know. Um, but yes, a 20 will hit me. And damage. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, a solid eight points of damage to Nicolo as it chomps that a hurt. hold of him. <clears throat> All right. We're getting out of here, right? So that brings us to Adria. You know, 
I mean, I feel like Adria is, uh, you seemed pretty injured. Yeah, uh, Adria will just toss a, a two action heal on, uh, on Nicolo. I appreciate right. that too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so. let's see. Nice. That's going to get you back 14. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, and then with my last, um, action, I will... You know what? I haven't done this yet. I'll do this. Uh, I will cast Guidance on Niccolo. All, All right. right. Appreciate it. Give Niccolo some Guidance from there. Uh, Mastiff number one is uh, still chowing down. Looks up curiously towards Cesare. Growls. Lucia. Uh, Lucia will glance over, I guess, her shoulder and see if the Dotari are coming yet. <laughs> there were a few in the area, but yeah, we just need to get Zia and or does it look like this crowd's about to come after us? Despite the the length of this episode, this fight has only been going on for about like twenty four seconds. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we Luch- just need Zia to, to get the heck out of here. Lucia just looks back at the crowd, goes, "Cool," and she's like, "Bye now." <laughs> and then she just what? like runs away. You, you could try calming them down. Not gonna calm I them mean, down. That- gonna run. There's a lot of people in the crowd. That's again, it's like a schoolyard fight thing where there's just a whole bunch of people going, "Oh!" oh! You know? <laughs> Did you see what happened to that dude? Oh goodness! Dude got hit in the face with a whip. Oops. That scrawny okay. elf guy punched a dude. <laughs> Seriously, a lot. I'm not okay. scrawny. <laughs> I've got 75 feet of movement. And I'm going to triple move, leading the edge, of the back edge of the pack, as I run back towards, I guess, the the side that has the nice doggy. And the okay. side that has um, Cesare. I'm like, right. how do I get this nice doggy to come with me? I want the nice doggy. They're still on a chain. I know. I got to get the chain undone, though. <laughs> Are we going to adopt a dog in this moment? Really? I might. <laughs> I'd like to save the other two because they're starving, and that makes me sad. Zaya, yeah, seeing her opening, is, uh... rushes out from the doghouse. Good. Let's all get out of here now, shall we? Already ahead of you. Zaya <laughs> says as she runs past Zaya's Cesare. Like, Cheese it. <laughs> and continues. And she's gone, everyone. <laughs> Jane on her collar bouncing off of her back as she takes off running, yelling back over the shoulder, this isn't the last you've heard of me. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we all meet up at the usual spot, split up to get away from the crowds? I like that you're having this conversation when uh, Niccolo or someone might still get mauled by one of these dogs. Vittoria. Let's worry about that after he's out. Uh, <laughs> I suppose I will... Run. I mean, do you want to just run off? Like, right now, it's whether or not Adria is going to get bit before she can get away. I mean, did we have a rendezvous plan? Like, where we were That's planning? what Cesare was trying to say. Should we just split and meet at the usual spot? What is the usual spot? Really? The secret hideout? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the only thing is that's probably not where Zaya is going. It is when we catch up to her. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Well, I mean, Nicolo knows where Zaya basically lives, so that's yeah. true. Sure, yeah, Zaya's not hard to find. Well, if she do- if she wants to be found, yes. <laughs> if she doesn't, mm-hmm. she usually is. Actually, I was gonna say, are there any rocks on the ground or anything nearby? I mean, you could reach into the pool. Okay, I'm gonna reach into the pool. I'm gonna grab a rock, and then I'm gonna run 25 feet to get to the edge of the. Okay. And then I'm gonna toss a rock at the dog to try to get his attention. <laughs> All right. So you make an attack roll with a rock. So. Okay, so whatever I roll with this plus six, we're just going to take six off. Okay. You throw a rock. So 20 minus six is a 14. It was an impressive throw. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to get his attention. I don't really want to hurt the dog. Yeah, it it does land very close to the dog. (laughs) Dog kind of starts, looks back. 
gives you a your next look. <laughs> it's not bad for a non-aerodynamic rock being thrown from like 30 feet away. Sir, sure. Chesare? Uh, Cesare is going to turn and run after Zaya and catch up to her, which is like, I think, one stride for me. Yeah. Your long um, elven legs spring ahead. Come with me. I can tell you where everyone else is going to meet up. Okay, fancy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I and like then her. Cesare will start leading the way to the, co- leading her to the words, the coffee house. <laughs> Lucia calls up behind you. Get the call off of Nick. <laughs> Nicola. Nicola, will you free my dog? Um, Nicola, well, okay, first of all, quick question. Um, <laughs> is okay. this section by the dog, this little, like, is that like a pitten or what is that? Pillar? Oh, those yeah. are the pillars. Okay, so I can't go through those, I take it. You can. You can move oh, through them. Okay. You should be able to move through them without any issue. Because oh, you can okay. just move around them, but they do block line of sight, which is why I went ahead and colored them in in case you were tempted uh, to do ranged attacks or anything like that. Okay. In that case, then I will start moving away because, you know, um, I'll go around then. So it's like basically moving 5, 10, 20 feet. Uh, standing okay. there, am I at the central pitten for the dog that is yeah. free? That is like nice. neutral? Yes. I will go in and attempt to break the chain. Uh, I will use okay. guidance on this. Um, All right. <laughs> nice. I gave so, it to you for a reason. Guidance so. crowbar. Haha, <laughs> 24 rolling a 14 with guidance. Nice. You make your way forward. You whip your crowbar around. You hook it on this, plant one foot on one length of the chain, plant the other, you know, the crowbar down, rip up at the pitten as the pitten breaks free of the flagstones. Thanks, honey. <laughs> oh, I love this crowbar. Um, keeps running. <laughs> the real star of the show the is the crowbar. Yeah. At any rate, though, I will move um, in the direction of Zaya and Cesare to get out of here now that I've unleashed this dog. Yeah, puppy. Mastiff number two turns around, growls and barks in the direction of Vittoria, takes a step forward before noticing the meat pile and rushes over to the far corner, grabs onto the meat and then growls protectively. Hey. The other Mastiff turns and attacks Adria because Adria is the only thing. Ah, puppy. Left threatening here. (laughs) <laughs> uh, natural one for an eight, Aha, I don't think nice. it's going to hit. It will not. Follows that up with a Ooh. 21 with a it 19. It will, and I will shield block All right. to eat some of this damage. So four points of damage. Nice. I take damage. My buckler takes a little damage. But I only All take right. one after my, my, my buckler. So that's nice. nice. Yeah, go for broke. No. <laughs> well, zero hit. Surprisingly, surprisingly. All right. And then, uh, Adria, I suppose you uh, you turn. Run, pick up the end of that chain, and then keep running. Come on, doggy! <laughs> the dog looks up, you know, half a chunk of meat still in his mouth, just kind of just kind of shrugs his little little shoulders and begins Aww. trotting along after you. Aww. Yes! And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, man. Oh, I'll have a dog goodness. and a cat in my weird little shop. <laughs> You're building your own menagerie. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.